introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way, find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights of the Poet Life Podcast, and I am truly excited to have Brother Patrick Washington back on to the Poet Life Podcast. He was he was on the episode with the Youth Poet Laureate of Prince George's County, Maryland, uh, Saini Cisse, and he was pretty much like the chaperone, if you will. <laughs> and uh, but on a serious note, like a mentor, professor in poetry and. I'm excited to have a conversation with you, sir. How are you? No, I'm blessed, Christoph. Great to be here with you, man. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need to chop it up, you know, beyond the, the cameras and all this stuff. Exactly. So we need that happen. Yeah, welcome <laughs> back to the show, man. Thank you. Thank definitely. you. So I hinted, I hinted to, because we didn't go into you. We didn't go into your background, right? Uh, I wanted to make sure that we focused on Saini, Saini say that episode. Uh, we also had Neville Adams on, the legend, you know, and um, and uh, so we'll get to him as well very, very soon. So, but here, we're talking to you right now, man. Talk to me, talk to me about your background and, and take whatever angle you see fit, man. Talk to me about your background. Where in the world did poetry come in for you? Yeah, it, it came in uh, pretty early for me. Um, you know, I remember as a child uh, uh, getting, you know, these, these, you know, those, those you know, those children's books, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I was, I was uh, a great fan of the rhyme. I was a great fan of the, the, the wordplay, you know, a, you know, uh, I wouldn't be the only one to say Dr. Seuss was my my dude early on. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, as I got older, uh, you know, I discovered this thing called hip hop. And uh, initially that that is how I started my journey with the word. Um, I was a I was a rapper, you know, I had cool. a, I had been in several groups, you know, my, my best friend, Anton, and I, he was the gangster, uh, what, his name was Gangster Hip Hop, that was his name, and mine was, and then he named me Black Picasso back in the day, um, so, uh, which I carry to this, to this day, and, mm. um, and, and yeah, so, you know, so we, we did that, and we kind of, you know, went in and out to all the little local festivals, uh, you know, tell mom I'm gonna be a rapper, and mom telling me, "Oh, go mow the lawn." You know, just do what you do. Right. Um, and but eventually, what happened with me was, I think I became disillusioned with hip hop because you know, at a certain you know, I, I you know, I was I was not a gangster. You know, I was not a, a hardcore kid. I'm a suburban. You know, I'm a suburban kid. You know, from around the way and. All the all the popular rappers were becoming these yeah. gun toting, you know. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was like they all had the car hearts and the and the and the and the you know the boots and and just, you know they just saying things that were foreign to me. So I didn't think it was for me. So I kind of stepped away from rapping and I started writing poetry about rap. Mm. 
I started writing about hip hop. I started, and, and, and I wasn't just an MC. I, I uh, practiced all of the elements. So I was, you know, a B-boy uh, also, and I did graffiti art. You know, so I, I was really into it. And uh, so I could write about those things that I knew. And that is when people began to respond to me. Got it. And um, so that that is kind of where I discovered that, okay, maybe, you know, maybe there's not that much of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that, that was the beginning of my journey. Got you. Got you. Okay. So you wrote poetry about rap. So you were like a poetic journalist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was writing about, you know, my favorite rappers. I was writing poems in the style of some of my favorite rappers, too. Uh, you know, so I, I have several poems that were kind of like in the style of, you know, um, you know the early Q-tip. Um, uh, Chuck D, you know, was my man. So I had poems in, in that style. I was very larger than life. And that is where my performance poetry kind of uh, uh, caught on. Got because it. I, was, I was really giving it up on stage, you know, not like the average poet. Okay. Okay. So you quickly took to the stage. Yes. Or you were yeah. a stage poet at first. Yeah. 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 I found, and then I, I, I took my, uh, my talents <laughs> to like a, a various little um, open mics. You know, I just started searching, scouring for open mics. Um, looked in the Washington Post, and there was a story about this guy named DJ Renegade, mm. and um, he he's he's a legend here now. Um, his real name is Joel Diaz Porter, but it was an interesting story, and it was telling a story about this guy who was essentially homeless by choice. He stayed in the shelter during the day, and he made his money going to poetry slams and just winning, winning, winning. You know, all these poetry slams. Um, and he, it was a story about him going to the nationals and he went to nationals and it was like, oh, I'm about to make this. And he lost by one second. I think he went a second over time and wow. then lost, you know, so it was just a really compelling story. Um, I fell in love with the idea and I began to seek this dude out. I started going to open mics looking for Renegade because he said he's from DC. So okay. I started looking for Renegade. And um, eventually I found them, but I also found a bunch of other poets. That's when my world opened up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, gotcha. So when you found them, what happened then? Did you have a conversation with them? Did you ask him the questions that you wanted to ask him when you were looking for him? Um, I was, uh, no, he treated me like I was a snot nosed little, you know, brat. Yeah, it was like, hey, get out of here, kid. Um, he was a disciplined writer, mm. you know, he was, he was part of a crew of really, um, disciplined, terrific, phenomenal writers, and they put in the work. Um, you know, every line was meticulously crafted, and then they would go back and edit. You know, they were th those types of writers, he's part mm. of that crew. He had a family of those people, and I was not of that. <laughs> I was not of that vein. Right. Um, you know, I was into very much into, into freestyling. You know, whatever I say is how I felt at the time, and that is, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. You know what I mean? Right. Once I write it, I'm not going back because I got more to say. So that was, and 
so yeah, so I, I all, while I found my poetic scene, it was very fractured because um, those those great writers were on one side, and then myself and a bunch of other young snot nose kids were on the other side. So right. uh, we all, but the thing is, we all loved each other. But it was just that I realized that I'm not like him, and I don't know if I'm ever going to be that type of poet. I see. You know I what see. I mean. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so when that revelation came about, where did it take you mentally and journey wise? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing when you're the people you look up to don't return the love. Mm. Um, luckily, like I said, I found people who did love what I did. You know, but I always, um, I was always pining for, you know, to be recognized by those other folks because they they were so good. Um, and I, honestly, it, it it helped make me a better writer and performer because I learned that great artists take a little bit from everybody anyway. So I don't have to be totally like Renegade, but I took little right things from him. I took little things from this MC named Priest. I took little things from my partner DP. You know, what I mean, various things from these, you know, different influences, and then created my own style. So I see, I see. Okay, okay. So around this time, how how old are you? Oh, by then, um, I was kind of a late bloomer. So I would say this was I was in my mid to late twenties by then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I okay. was in my mid mid to late twenties. Um. When when I realized that I was yeah I'm a poet like I'm I'm actually a poet it took mm -hmm. a while yeah so I did yeah I didn't realize when I was a teenager I didn't realize it um, in my you know early twenties but once I when did I realize that's a good question when did I realize that I was a poet hmm. um I think that's a question a lot of people need to ask themselves yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always said that I wanted to be a rapper, and then eventually I realized that my rap was poetry. But when I decided to call myself a poet, um, oh man, it probably has something to do with a woman, probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's where it starts. <laughs> it's, you know, a lot of the the a lot of my major decisions were estrogen influenced. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do remember those times. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. All right. So um, the, let me ask you this question, right? If you could teach a class and you probably do already, but if you could teach a class based off your experience and your journey, in the poetry industry, what would your angle be? Okay. What, um, what angle would you take? Uh, uh, one of two angles. It, it's twofold. The one would be to uh, prepare yourself as a business. Mm -hmm. uh, realize that your art is valuable and that uh, you don't want to waste it you don't want to waste your time on, 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 on people who are entertaining you as a valuable 
you know, artisan. And, uh, you know, so in, 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 as such, you want to take care of, uh, you know, your, your, your business, handle certain things. You want to understand that when you, when somebody approaches you, uh, you know, you need to know, okay, this is my quote. This is, um, uh, you know, what I offer and be just, you know, that ele the hard idea of an elevator pitch. You want to be able to tell them very quickly and succinctly what I do, what I have to offer. I hope you, you know, like it. Here's my information. You know, yeah. you don't want to say, oh, yeah, I just vibe and I just do what I what I do. And, you know, that, that that's not going to get anybody to call you back. It's not going to be, you know what I mean? So so know what you're offering, know how to, to explain it. Um, and then from there, there's how to get booked, you know, and once you get booked, you know, how to, what to look for. You want to know who you're performing for, you know, and know your audience, how much time you have, things like that, your surroundings, the sound, the lighting, you know, the, you know, all of those things, uh, any limitations on what I can and can't say, all of those things. So they, and that, that helps, you know, your brand, it helps your business. Uh, it helps the poet life. Right. Right. So, um, so that's one thing. Um, the other thing, which it took me a while to realize, was that I, I was uh, creating a a program that helped kids in three uh, facets: expression, accountability, mm -hmm. and healing. Expression, accountability, and healing. And the idea is like with expression, there are certain things that a kid or a poet. Let me stop saying kid because not even a, this is not. No matter your age, you need to know these things. So, right. uh, you know, understanding that not a, not all poetry rhymes. Um, right. You want to be able to identify metaphors and similes. You, um, you you should have you know been able to attend a a venue and and you know experience what that vibe is like. Um, have knowledge of the poetry greats. You know, be able to identify some some of their pieces. Uh, things like that. You know, those are the basics in ex in expression. Uh, with accountability, that's more personal. And uh, you would want to be able to see and identify your choices. You want to be able to create a network of people around you. Mm -hmm. All right. For feedback. That's that helps make you accountable. You want to be able to document your own progress. And you want to be able to ID who your mentors are and utilize their wisdom and what they have to say. Right. So, so that, and then the final facet would be healing. And I think that a poet uh, or listener should have the ability to uh, listen to a story, not just hear it, mm -hmm. give feedback on what they heard, be able to tell that story clearly, you know, if they needed to retell it, be able to reflect on what they heard and see how it connects to your life yeah. or those around you. And, and I think that those those three facets kind of help make you a better person. And and although it's not a, a particular accredited, you know, what I mean, type uh, uh, thing that you can really uh, grade, I think it, it's it's a rubric and it's something that people can use as a uh, you know as a map. Question. Yeah. You have me thinking now. With all of what is happening in the poetry world, right? The Brandon Leakes winning 
uh, America's Got Talent, Amanda mm -hmm. Gorman, the inauguration, Amanda Gorman, uh, NFL Super Bowl performance coming up next month, right? I, I, I can see it clearly. It's like a phoenix rising, right? And and my question is, with the trajectory of where poetry is going, I, I want to ask you, can you see universities, high schools um, taking on poetry in the arts as a degree? Yes. Uh, short answer is yes. Boom. Absolutely. Um, my daughters told me that immediately after Amanda Gorman's performance, her teachers uh, made her poem an assignment. They printed it up, there you you go. Know, uh, dispersed it to the students, had them break it down, talk about the lines, you know, identified, you know what I mean? The the different mechanics of the poem. Oh, was there alliteration, the metaphors, the similes, you know yep. what I mean? And, and and it and you know what did it mean? What did it mean to you? And they had that discussion. So yes, so automatically, uh, you know, uh, you know, poetry can be powerful. It can be, yes. uh, yeah, definitely can be used, uh, you know, in the educational realm. And um, there, if I'm not mistaken, there is, you know, there there are a couple of degrees, a couple of universities that offer some form of uh, poetry and, and degree. I think uh, there's a program from out of um, uh, the University of Wisconsin. Okay. Called, called First Wave. That's a long time program. It's been going on for, shoot, almost 10 years now or maybe more. Um, and they give degrees in, uh, you know, the, the performance arts, like the stage arts, the elements of hip hop and poetry. So it, yeah, it, it's happening. It's happening slowly but surely. Wow. Yeah. No. So I'm glad I asked that because um, we're gearing up to pitch to universities and and to offer curriculum to to universities. And perfect time. Perfect time, man. Perfect time. You know, um, so where are you in education and poetry? I know you're heavily engulfed in it right now. You 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 work with some students, I mean, hence um Saini Cisse. So tell me about your program. Yeah, so um you know it uh, dialect of Prince George's is a uh leadership through the arts program. Right. Yeah. So you know we are, are uh teaching you know uh, leader you know leadership um uh you know, um, abilities to, well, these, these kids already have the abilities, but we're teaching leadership, um, mechanics and, and we're helping them just, you know, be better with, in terms of their activism and, uh, their, uh, expression to their peers. Uh, we give them, we give them exercises, like we'll ask them, uh, like what type of, you know, where, where are you in terms of your activism? Are you a litigator? Are you a teacher? Are you a reporter? Um, are you a collector of information? Right. You know, are you the advocate? You know, because there's, everybody has a role to play. Right. Uh, you know, so, you know, in you know, as far as education, you know, that, that's the type of uh, thing that I like to, you know, do and, and 
it's um you know it's been valuable to them you know they they use those skills in interviews they use them for uh you know for their public speaking of course and uh you right. know, it, it's got them some gigs i got a couple of internships you know nice out of it so we yeah. that, that's that's my thing that's awesome that's awesome so I like the approach you took. Um, it looks like you went to straight to the county, you know, the, the the school board, the school system. How did you work that out? Like you have Prince George's County and Montgomery County, Maryland. How did that happen? So um, the dialect program is specifically geared towards, you know, uh, Prince George's County. Um, and, you know, that's where I was I was raised. And, and that's where you know, after years and years of performing in D.C. and right. and and, you know, traveling in the country, repping for D.C. Mm-hmm. But I'm really a county boy. And then once I got grown, I was like, well, you know, I got a family here in PG. So let me focus on where my kids are growing up. Right. And uh, that. Yeah. So that is when you know I, I decided to create a dialect of Prince George's. Um, it is an LLC, um, and it's not a nonprofit. Got it. And, and and that's important to say because you know nonprofits get a lot of love, they get a lot of, uh, you know, consideration, and you know th- things, you know, certain things handed to them or afforded to them. Right. It's a little it's a little tougher for LLC. It is. Um, but that, but that's okay because right. what I what I've done is I partner. I'm I'm great at partnerships and collaborations. It's, it's, it. it's, it's my lifeblood. So yeah. um, I've partnered with people like Neville Adams, who has a, um, a, a nonprofit. nonprofit. Right. Um, and so he and I, we partner up, we do things together. Um, I realized that depending on what I need, then I'll, I'll go for certain organizations. If I needed um, Corporate sponsorship, right? Right. Then, uh, you know, I, I'll, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fill out whatever forms I need to, and 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 talk to folks. Um, but I'll have my friends at Creative Suitland, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe could because they're they're connected to, you know, they're getting sponsorships, and so maybe I'll have them co-sign, uh, you know, on, you know, on, on whatever my request is, you know. So like, I never walk in the door cold. I'm going in with, hey, I'm good friends with Brooke Kidd over at Joe's Movement Emporium. I'm right. good friends with, you know what I mean? Right. Friends of also Brooks, um, at which you, you, as you saw, I, I will utilize those connections. And um, so it's all about just networking and then making the most of those. I think I've gotten pretty good at that. And that's how I get what I need. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Is your background in poetry um, an incentive to the people that you that you partner with? Right. Um, it was early on. Okay. I'm, I'm just the old guy now. I'm, I'm the I'm the old poet. You know, I'm, right. I'm not the high poet. I was a high poet for a couple. You know, a couple of years early on, but right. now. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> the the right. reputation doesn't doesn't uh, precede me like it used to, but it's all good, you I know. See. I see. <laughs> Are you still um, writing? Yeah, yeah, I am. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder for me. Um, 
you know, it's kind of like a door, you know, and I can only walk into one door at a time. Mm. You know, I can I can walk into you know the business door and handle my you know, you know my obligations there. I can walk into you know my fatherhood door and do that, and you know my my nine to five, which I'm about to give up soon. Can't wait for that. But you know what I mean. So each door, you know, I once I once I'm in that door, then I'm there, and I and I it's hard for me to get creative. So long story short, when I get creative, then I'm in my zone and I can do that. But it's rare for me to do that. Uh, for too long, because then I got these other things pulling me out. Right, right. What what can poets um, do as it relates to partnerships, um, no matter what age they are? Like, what can they do, and how can they link up with the city and the county and and put projects on? You know. Um, to assist in community service or whatever is needed in the area. What do you What do you think that an individual poet can do to to make a difference in that way? Um, a couple of things. First, find out who your representatives are. Mm. Uh, find out who your councilmanic representatives are. Find out who your state representatives are. Um. And reach out to them. You don't have to be um, a ambassador, poet ambassador, or whatever. You know these these people work for you, so you're mm. supposed to let them know what you need where you are. Anyway, you're supposed to do it. Rarely does it happen. Find yeah, just it's a quick you know Google search. Put in your address, your zip code. They'll pop up with the names. The emails will be right there. Shoot them a letter shoot them a poem saying, hey, this is what I, how I feel about A, B, or C. Let them know in, in the way that makes you comfortable. Right? That's so cool. that, yeah, yeah, that's one. Um, also, uh, if there's a certain issue that you feel strongly about, and I, I have my kids do this, you know, uh, that's another Google search. You're going to look up, um, you know, uh, you may look up uh, teen pregnancy. You may look up uh, you know, gang involvement, you know what I mean? Gang right. mediation, whatever your issue may be, look it up. You'll get a, a link to an uh, organization, a person or whatever. Reach out to that person and say, hey, you know, when are your meetings? When, you know, are you coming around my way? You know, how can I meet you? You know, do you need a poem to help promote your, you know, your cause? Right, right. You know? Yeah, right. you got to be original with it. So, it sounds like to me you're saying ask yourself how you can add value to the city or the county and then reach out to those people and say, I guess, how can I um, or or find out what that thing is, whether it's using your poetry to to um, make a difference and then reach out to your your constituent, oh, what do they call it? Your, your um, public. Yeah, your representatives and representatives, right? And so, because you don't necessarily, you don't want to go go to their office and and just ask for what you want, and you and you don't have anything to offer yourself, right? I mean, you know, all you have to offer is yourself and your art, if that's what you're. Yeah. And it's honestly, this isn't even an artistic thing. This is a 
a, a human thing. This is, a, you know what I mean? Uh, so you don't have to be an artist ne necessarily. You, uh, if you just want to volunteer, Got you know, I have, I have a lot of poets who are like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm involved with this, you know, this issue or whatever, and I go out and I volunteer. I go to the, the, um, you know, the food trucks, and I, I'm helping them load up, you know, I'm helping people, you know, load, you know, uh, their, their goods and canned goods and stuff like that. So, it has nothing to do with their artistry. It's right. their heart, and those are the type of people that we need, you know, in the program. I see. I see. Okay, where do you see it going? Where do you see dialect uh, poets going? Um, I see it. Eventually, one day I'm going to let it go, and uh, it's going to. Hopefully, it'll be self-sustaining. It'll be, you know, with a larger organization. I don't think dialect is going to. Um, well, let me back up. I think that. Dialect. I don't know about dialect, but I know that the Youth Poet Laureate program, right, specifically, is not going anywhere. Got it. So, so that is what I hope, you know, continues in per perpetuity. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know that. That's you know. I hope that you know once you know uh, I get old and decide to move to Florida hmm. to a farm. <laughs> you know, then then somebody else or an organization will pick it up and just keep it going. Um, you know, dialect is is me. I think that's going to go wherever I go. So that's good. Matter of fact, that's I made sure of it because when I registered it, is you know, it's dialect of Prince George's County doing business as di dialect USA doing business as dialect of Prince George's County. Nice. Nice. You know what I mean? So, so if other counties and cities reached out to you, you'd be open to expanding it to where it's so let me well let me add, let me step let me take a step back. Are is the youth poet laureate program under dialect PG poets? Okay, so okay, so let me back up. Uh, yes, the youth poet laureate program is owned by an umbrella organization called Urban Word New York. Got it. Urban Word New York, great dude named Michael Sorelli, Mahogany Brown, um, uh, Camille Davis, is great, great people over there. Um, and they had the template. It started with them several years ago with the first Youth Poet Laureate, um, Ramia, I forget her last name but she was the New York Youth Poet Laureate and she performed at Mayor Bill de Blasio's inauguration. Mm. She went viral off of that. And really? then they, re yeah, and then they realized they had something. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they offered the template of their program to anybody who wanted to, you know, uh, do it in their own area. So at that point, about six or seven cities across the country began, you know, took the template and started their own YPLs. And I was one of them, although I was the only one that was not a city. I, I chose PG County because, yeah. yeah, there was an organization. There is an organization uh, called Words, Beats and Life. Right. They had DC's Youth Port Laureate. They took DC's. And since I couldn't take DC's, I took PG County's. Got it. Um. Yeah, yeah. So that is, that's how that happened. And sure. the funny thing is, I worked for Words, Beats, and Life also as a contractor. 
I worked for them for many years as a teaching artist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so I had such a good relationship with their CEO, Mazi Mutafa. Shout out to him. Um, uh, you know, he, we kind of worked hand in hand. And a lot of what he did was the incubator for how my program grew because WBL is, uh, they got, I'm not going to say they're caked up, but yeah, he, he helped me out. <laughs> right. He helped me out a lot. Talk to um, the game. Yeah. 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 And that's part of that partnership thing I was saying, you know, networking, you know, partnership and, um, and it's, and we're, 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 we're such great friends and we work so well together. Now, um, WBL has expanded the YPL program. So they have DC and they are currently starting Montgomery County and Arlington. Those uh, youth poet, those two, Montgomery County and Arlington, are having their finals February 28th, Sunday, February 28th. Um, so that's so they got three YPL programs. I got my one. Right. But watch this. But watch this. They just hired me as their director of poetry. Wow. So now I got all four. Um. So what I'm, yeah, and not that I own all four, but I am uh, overseeing all four programs. I need you to make that connection, man. <laughs> I'm not trying to get a port lore yet, it, it, you know, anything. But I want, I want, I want to get those folks on the podcast so they can share their story. Okay, um, I, got you. I literally just learned about poet laureates last year. Okay, you know, it, it, you know the the idea of a laureate is is kind of weird because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're great, greater, or better than anybody else. Sure, it is. It what it does. The word laureate just adds a air of importance to to the to the word. You know what I mean? We yeah, uh, the idea of poetry. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Poetry. It gives recognition to us at all as poets, right? right. And uh, it's and you know, so when a laureate gets to shine, we all get to shine. Sure, sure. So they're considered like the the resident poet of that county or city or the representative. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're we're taking um applications right now for Montgomery County and Arlington until the end of the month. So the 31st is when the submission period ends and then I'll start interviewing and we'll, you know, grade the applications, we'll score the interviews and then we'll come up with our, uh, with our finalists. What's the age range? Is, is it just high school? 13 to 19. Okay. So they can actually be in college. Yeah, or middle school if you're good enough. Uh, Marissa, yeah, yeah, Marissa uh, Michelle, last year's uh, Prince George's County Laureate, she um, is 16 now. She's 16 now. She became an ambassador at 13, I believe. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. That is great training, man. That is great training. So, when when these ambassadors and 
youth poet laureate, start receiving calls and DMs about performing here and writing custom poems for this event, that event. What's your role? Um, it, it, j just to uh, guide them in the, their creative, you know, in, in the creation of their poems, um, help them kind of stay stay on track because, you know, we, they, try, they write all kinds of poems. They can write observational poems, ironic poems, uh, you know, uh, freestyle, you know, uh, just, but sometimes they need a little help in kind of focusing. So I, I help them with their focus. I help them with, um, with lots of prompts. We give them, uh, we give them exercises uh, weekly. Um, what else? Uh, we, we're doing lots of, I help them create EPKs, you know, electronic press kits. And um, we create, um, after they uh, identify who their representatives are, they have to write a letter to those representatives. So, so Marissa had to write a letter to the mayor of Bowie. Wow. You know what I mean? Or, or, or yeah, anybody, you know, who, who you want. It doesn't have to be a official. It could be just somebody who you want to contact, somebody you think needs um, a youth voice in their organization. So, yeah, so it's teaching them to just to be bold in their art. That's one of the main things I want them to do. Yeah. What was the direction in that letter? What was the purpose? Oh, well, uh, you know, it's an introductory letter. Hi, I am Marissa Michelle. I am the 2020 YPL. Um, you know, here's a little personal thing about me. Um, I am interested in issues of, you know, crime. I'm interested in issues of blank, 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 and blank in my community. Um, I, I would love to meet you one day and talk about ways we can collaborate you know, here's my contact information. Here's a YouTube clip, things of that nature. So it's basically introductory, kind of getting the foot in the door and just learning how to approach officials. I see. That's good. That's good training. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Training. So they, they know out the gate that they have the capability and and the affordability to actually reach out directly to those 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 persons of that stature. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want them to be comfort comfortable. You know, I don't. Uh, you know, you you have your young kids, so you know that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I I don't know if you've done this, but when you go to a store and it's like, okay, I'm gonna give you uh, the money here. You go walk up there and buy it. You know, or you know, just teach them how to approach adults, you know, right. how to, you know, walk up and say, hi, I'm here to buy, purchase this. Thank you very much. I want to, you know, the same thing, you know, just to, uh, you know, just on a larger scale, you know, I want them to know how to speak to administrators and officials, um, re how, to realize the power in their voice, understand that they are an activist and an advocate for somebody else, you know, people who can't talk, people mm -hmm. who don't have that voice, people who can't do what they're doing. So I want them to understand they're speaking for others. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. So, so you've been doing this or the youth poet laureate program has been in existence for six years, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is our sixth year. So where is the first 
youth poet laureate. What is this person doing right now? Do are you all still connected? I just want to kind of see the trajectory of that person. I don't know if it's a um Right, man, right, female, right. Yeah, it was right. so it was, yes, yeah, so, uh, uh, young, young sister. Um, yeah, Dominique Holder, uh, she's the first one, and um, she moved to North Carolina, she went to college in North Carolina for a while, and I believe she's back now after after graduating. I don't know, I haven't spoken to her, and and that and that's a good point. Let me just say that this has not been easy. Uh, for me, and it was a learning experience. Mm -hmm. I fell a lot. I failed a, a lot in several different ways. Um, you know, not being able to deliver on certain promises. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I created this whole idea of a, of a YPL early on, like, hey, if you become YPL, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and you could be Reading for the president, like you could be like this. I was giving them Amanda Gorman dreams early, right? Um, you know, but it doesn't work like that, especially when I've got an LLC, um, don't even have my foot in the schools, and you know mm -hmm. what I mean. I, this this was really a uh, a, a, a issue of trial and error, mm -hmm. a lot of error. So basically, I'm what I'm saying is that I did I probably disappointed my first couple of youth poet laureates. I see. By offering more than, uh, you know, I delivered. Um, you know, much love, you know, that we still got love for each other. Some of them still contact me. I know the number two, number three, one of them moved off to um, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so I, I think that I've gotten better though. You know, sure. as, as, as the years have gone, so I, I think I'm the, the, these last three or four, you know, they're, they're my heart and they are always around. They're always coming back. And I tell them, once you're a laureate, you're always a laureate. I see. You know, so. Right. Right. No, I can I can relate, man. I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, it. it I mean, you don't know everything when you first start. You would like to know or think that you do. But uh, I can I can appreciate your transparency and your honesty, you know, and um, and I'm sure those poet laureates can as well. Uh, and I would imagine soon they'll be watching and, and say, you know, um, I did receive a lot. You may not even know as much, but, uh, um, you know, uh, that's uh, that's exciting, man, because uh, I, you know, just with the type of training what it sounds like they're getting i can i can see that you know the confidence that they'll they're building can really take them pretty far in life not to say it'll take them to major stage stages and things and that of that nature but um just the confidence the self-esteem the um the know-how to to speak up for themselves and others that's huge man yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I want them to just recognize, you know, the power in their voice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I can relate because, you know, with Poet Life Academy, you know, we go into s several schools each year and teach kids how to express themselves using poetry. You know, yeah, 
So, so I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. So, um, um, uh, so you said you're retiring soon uh, from the from the nine to five world, man. So, what are your plans? What are you planning on transitioning to? I'm uh, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm transitioning a month from now. Okay. I will be a, a, a gentleman artist full time. Um, but what's that mean to me? What's that? What's that mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I will be writing my behind off. All right. Personally, okay. I'm, I'm going to get all the stuff out that, that I've been dying to, to release. Um, artistically, I've been saving up, uh, anecdotes from my job, my nine to five for over 15 years. So nice. I think I'm going to put together a screenplay. Nice. And if I haven't said it out loud, my nine to five was an emergency dispatcher. Oh, so really? I was a, I was I was oh, an emergency yeah. dispatcher for for PG County uh, for thirty years. Really? Uh, so I've 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 seen and heard it all. I've I've delivered babies. I've listened to people take their last breaths. I have, you know, um, I've uh, dispatched for some really, you know, crazy situations. So I have a lot of stories to tell. So you gonna tell me this at the at the close of the episode, man? I could have I just opened with that. Why I've always wanted to talk to somebody in your seat, in your shoes. You know, yeah. like how do you house all of that here? Like that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, man. Um, you know, they they train said what for 30 years. 33030. They have trained me, man, to uh, separate yourself. You have to separate yourself from the job as much as possible. Move on to the to, you know, move on to the next call because there's always a call coming in and somebody's always gonna need you. And you have to uh, you know, you gotta do that. You gotta be there for them. So yeah. Yeah. So where and how do you find peace? When for for you might have gotten like ten calls today of somebody screaming a possible death and how do yeah yeah how how do I cope how do I cope the art wow the art. you know what I mean I mean the poetry was always there you know um I spend twelve hours a day sitting in there listening to other people's complaints, you know, it's not a job where you hear good news, you know, so it's always right. bad news and there's always talking. So I'm talking, talking, talking. I get off work. I don't want to say a word and I don't. A lot of times I, you know, I don't care who's with me. I just, I don't feel like talking, And but I'll write. I'll go sit down and I'll write, kind of process whatever happened. If it was, you know, anything heavy, um, but, and, and yeah, but the poetry has always been there, you know, and it's not just because of the things that happen on the other end of the phone. Right. Things happen in the office too. You gotta keep in mind, I, I've been working with law enforcement. So right. I've heard some things in the office that I hope I never have to hear again. You oh. know what I mean? You you can you can imagine. Right. You know, so um, you know, a very conservative right wing, you know, type place. Right. So um yeah, I got a lot to process. So it's coming out. It's coming out very soon. That's what I was about to ask. Where's the book? 
<laughs> the screenplay, man, it's gonna be a stage. It's gonna be a one man show. <laughs> have well, let me ask you: Have you you have experience in acting and stage? Play? A little bit. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've done some I've done some theater. Um, I've I've participated in uh, the hip hop theater festival a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Camilla Forbes, who now runs the Apollo Theater, good friend of of ours here on on the U Street scene. Okay. Um, yeah, she encouraged my partner uh, Daryl Perry, Natural Law, and I to write a show because we had some really dynamic, you know, presence. So she was like, hey, "You need to write something." You know, and we were in a really good place. You know, he just had his first kid. Oh, no, I had my first kid. He was getting married and stuff like that. So it was a perfect time for us to kind of write a poem. It was called Grown Folks about right. what happens to hip hop when it grows up. Right. That was about, yeah, that was about 10 years ago. So we, you know, things like that. I've done some plays with, um, you know, actor friends of mine, collaborations. So I, I've got a little bit of theater experience. Okay. Awesome. Let me one last question for you, man. I want to ask you this. Where can poetry take people, right? Um, looks like it's taking you to the stage, stage play. Um, it's it's taking you to educating the youth. Where do you think, where are the different paths that poetry can take people that they might not even know it can take them? I think you have to you have to know your path. You have to know your strengths. Um, poetry it can only enhance what you already are. What you know where you're going. It's I, I wouldn't call it an end all to be all. Right. By any means, it, it is a tool to help you get to where you need to be. So you know, finding yourself is important. And poetry can help you find yourself. Sure. Yeah, it can help you find yourself. It's it's a great you know source of uh, uh, therapy, catharsis, or whatever. But um, yeah, you want once you get all that out, you figure out where you're going, what your being is, you know. Um, then you can uh, use your poems to kind of steer you toward. It might steer you in a literary position, you know. It might steer you in a professional position, like administrator wise, you know. Yeah. You might, you know, like you might be an administrator running a program. You might be a teaching artist. You mm. might just be a, a performer. It might take you backstage. You know what I mean? But the poetry is is a tool to help you get to where you need to go. Got it. Got it. Man, Patrick, I really appreciate you coming on to the Poet Life podcast, man. The information that you imparted on our listeners and viewers and readers for our blog. Um uh, is is immense, and I, and I really appreciate the time that you're carving out on a what is this Thursday on a Thursday night, man, during the week, you know. And I know, uh, you know, you have a lot to look forward to tomorrow as a dispatcher. <laughs> you know what I mean? No and doubt. <laughs> how do you think of yourself going in? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like in the morning, are you woo sigh in the morning. Like, what what are you? What's your routine? <laughs> but, well, I mean, right now, right now, this is tea, but coffee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coffee, coffee has saved many lives. I'll just say that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Look, everybody, it's Patrick Washington of Dialect PG Poets. Where can they find you? 
Um, you can find me at, um, uh, well, you know, by my name on Facebook. I'm very easy to find, Patrick Washington. There's only one other one. He's a football player. So, hey. Um, <laughs> uh, or you can look me up uh, on the website, um, dialect-usa.com or Black Picasso, Black Picasso at Gmail. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, man. You all know where to find Patrick Washington. Please reach out to him, connect with him. He's doing a lot of amazing things. He's taking the youth to higher heights. Uh, look up Saini Cisse. She is the newest PG County Youth Poet Laureate. And uh, matter of fact, check out the previous, what was it, the previous? A couple yeah. episodes back. Was it previous? Uh, yeah. Uh, check check out her episode. Amazing, amazing information from Miss Saini. Inspiration as well. And um, look, we're gonna let you all go tonight, but we really appreciate everyone listening and watching. Um, Patrick, if you could leave something with the people, what would it be? Um, hmm. I would leave them with. Um, possibilities you know mm -hmm. embrace embrace the possibilities and um personify the mm -hmm. possibilities bring them to life oh okay yeah that's good become an example yes yes it's the poet life podcast thank you all for listening go to thepoetlife.com to check out all of what we have going on if you need more information about what we're doing, just go to that website, thepoetlife.com. If you need some gear, Poet Life gear, go to poetlifegear.com. We're doing a lot of things. Oh, yes, I need a shirt. We got you. We got you. We're going to start this new thing where all of our guests get some gear, man. So I got you. We're going to connect. And uh, um, and everybody listening, you see that? Did you hear that excitement? I want you to go to poetlifegear.com and get you some 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 wear, man. And uh, the question is, who knows you're a poet? If it's only your family and friends, you need to be wearing something that says you're a poet. All right, we have free uh, car magnets, bumper bumper magnets. So the folks following you, they'll know that you're a poet. All right, so go to thepoetlife.com. We had a great night. Everybody listening and watching, y'all have a good night as well. Patrick Washington, thanks you. Thank you so much. Thank man. you, bro. Man. Appreciate Thank you, man. You, all right, have a good night, all right? Much love. My man. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way, ain't got no time now. You on the way, I'm doing fine now. Out of my business, find a way, find a way.